show here. Glad to have you all here with me. Got to turn the mic up a little bit here. I almost missed the sound of my own explosion, my own intro introducing myself. Thank you all for joining me. If you're watching via Facebook Live, love to you all out there. Hi, Dan. Hi, Zell. Hi, Kathleen. Thank you all for joining me. Please do share the video so we can uh, make sure everybody gets to, to watch as well as listen. Thank you, of course, for sharing the time with me. None other than DJ Carrot Sticks. DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> I'm not sure who has more fun doing the AK show, me or my buddy. Now, speaking of my buddy, DJ Carrot Sticks, speaking of DJ Carrot Sticks, who, by the way, did absolutely jump on the pumpkin spice bandwagon. He's hashtag team pumpkin, pumpkin spice, at least at least moderately at this point. Um, I'm excited to have my buddy, my girl, Megan Barth, who's going to be with me. Y'all know her, Reagan Babe, the hot witch. She's all over media. She is as, I think we need to have some sound effects for Megan because anytime she's on, she brings it and she is fierce. She's actually going to be here to talk about a whole lot of topics today. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned throughout the rest of the show and hear Megan. Um, One of the topics, I wasn't sure as I was getting up this morning if I was going to continue to talk about this NFL thing because so many people are already posting, you know what, I'm tired of this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm moving on. And I was kind of starting to feel that way until I remembered that it was really not about the NFL. Ultimately, it's not even really about these individual players. It ain't about their knees. You know, they're, you know, it's really about um, uh, far more than that. Um, and I was kind of marinating on something I heard Laura Ingram say last night when she was talking about what, if, first of all, many people are asking, what the stink are these people protesting? And then she and then she said something I thought was really profound that I hadn't heard anybody else say. She said, you know what, if anybody's if anybody should have the right right now to take a knee and stand and protest against injustice and things that we're unhappy with in terms of what's been going on with this country, it's conservatives. And it was such a light bulb moment for me. Thank you, Laura Ingram. I got to give her a shout out to that. I got to thinking about that. In terms of 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 who really should be standing, you know, but but before I talk about that what are getting back to the question what are they actually protesting in fact i had a i had somebody one one of my my homies text me on the way into the show saying you know what i'm scratching my head i'm confused what exactly are these people protesting because right now everybody in this country there are equal laws for absolutely everybody in this country so if you're protesting on the on on behalf of something that happened a couple hundred years ago that's ridiculous are you protesting though so many of these guys i th- i think they're protesting i I don't even know. Is it because maybe things aren't perfect for a particular group of people in this country? Are they protesting because they think this particular group of minorities should have a life that's perfect compared to the rest of us? Because let me tell you something. One of the first things that we are supposed to be taught as children is that life isn't fair. There is no such thing as complete equality in life. Otherwise, I would have been born a Rockefeller. I wouldn't have been born poor. Okay. So is it because they think that they have victim privilege that somehow because of something that happened to one particular minority group years ago, that they somehow have the right to live a perfect life under the under the United States government while the rest of us have to we all deal with injustice every day because you know what? Look at the NFL. I bet all the other quarterbacks wish they were Tom Brady, but you know what? They can't be Tom Brady because life isn't fair. So what exactly are they protesting? Because you know what? Laura Ingram's right. If I wanted to take a knee over every injustice, 
that's happened, you know, in the country. I could, but I don't. I still stand. It wasn't that long ago. I'm a woman. It wasn't that long ago in this country, you minority uh, folks out there of color. It wasn't that long ago in this country that women couldn't vote. But you know what? I consider it a precious right, and I don't sit and fret about that. I still stand for this country. Um, I grew up poor. I already talked about that. Well, you know what? I didn't grow up hating this country because some people had more money than I did. I just realized the opportunity in this country and that this country was not about providing equal outcomes. It was about providing opportunity. And if I was willing to work hard enough for it and dream about it and have the drive and the ambition and the work ethic, I could achieve it. I still stand even though when I, I was a political science major, I was told that there was no jobs for white kids, no, no summer jobs for white political science students in New Orleans at any state, local, or federal government office, period. And you know what? I, didn't, I still stand for this country. I turned right around, got a job selling timeshare in the French Quarter. Best thing that ever happened to me, turned my life around. And I still stand for this country. You know, conservatives have had, we have sat back for decades now, and we have watched our rights and our liberties and every aspect of this country be chipped away at. We, we basically have our gun rights. Oh, yeah, I guess we've got the right to gun ownership. But you know what? They, they're, look at all the regulations on it. They've got their gun registry pretty much, which is, which as we know, is an avenue for them to take our guns away. Look at conservatives. Talk about injustice. Let's talk about the children that are being murdered in utero, we're sitting back while our government take turns a blind eye to babies being shredded in the womb and having their parts sold off. We could take a knee for that, but we don't. We still stand. We still stand because in spite of the imperfections in this country, it is still the greatest nation on the face of the earth. It is the nation that provides the security for the world. In fact, I will never forget interviewing Major General Bob Scales who told me, you look at all the strifes that have happened in the world since the United States began and the solution always begins with some military hero walking the streets in, in U.S. military uniform. And then on top of it, our free market capitalist system that does not guarantee outcomes is what has fed the world. This little tiny, fairly new country has done that for the world. That's, what, that's why I stand. But I tell you why they're taking a knee. This is, this is the same movement that has involved taking down statues. Are there some of these individual NFL players that are just, they're just the useful idiots? They may actually believe that they're on board, that Colin Kaepernick, who started it, actually has a point somehow that Castro's a great guy and that, you know, the, the false narrative of hands up, don't shoot is actually real. But the bigger picture, this is always what the bigger picture plays with the left. They are seeking to get, ultimately, they're specifically choosing a moment of a traditional moment of unity in this country in which we stand together in spite of our nation's imperfections and we glorify this country and we we honor those who died for it. They're specifically choosing that moment to protest so that they can ultimately do what the same people who are trying to tear down statues want. They want to get America declared once and for all a flawed nation and that our constitution was flawed so that they can usher in the Marxist utopia. That's what this is about. I'm running long. I got to take a quick break. What do you stand for? That's why I stand. I stand for this nation. I, and what we need to do is we need to maybe stop talking so much about why they're kneeling and talk about why we stand and what we stand for, because that's what's at stake. This is anti-Americans versus Americans. Who's going to win? I'm going to pose that question to Megan Marth when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show. Thanks for joining me. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. 
Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all joining me. I'm loving the comments. You guys are so, so smart. I'm loving my, uh, I love all you guys out there. You're the smartest people actually in America today. That's my friends and family on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, by the way. My website is andreakshow.com. And you know my next guest. She's been on here so many times before. She's a woman that, that believes in this country and believes in honoring this country in spite of the fact that we women were once oppressed. Even though Hillary Clinton wants to, wants to tell us all that we're, we're too stupid to even realize how the conservative party is oppressing us. That topic and more with my gal, Megan Barth, Reagan Babe. Hey, baby. Hey, Andrea. So good to be back with you. Thank you so much. Well, before we talk about Miss Hillary, um, I was saying bef- bef- before the break in my open that really, you know, I was prepared to move on from this NFL story until, you know, it just kept eating at me that this it's with the left. It's never really about what it what the bumper sticker platitude is about. It's always about the bigger picture. And this is about continuing to me. These guys are Antifa and spandex. They're no different. And this is no better than trying to tear down the statues. The ultimate the end game is identity politics of division to pierce the U.S. Constitution, declare us fundamentally flawed and racist so that they can usher in their Marxist Utah. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you actually hit the nail on the head. And I, I was posing this question on radio yesterday. Well, what's next? Uh, are we going to start burning flags on the field? Maybe Roger Goodall will have Antifa perform at the halftime and have Chelsea Manning burn the flag as an encore. Where does this end? It, it's begun with this anti-American sentiment uh, that I was unfortunate, and we all unfortunate to witness, during America's favorite pastime. This is a tradition. Football is an institution. And so, as you say, Democrats are incrementalists. Liberals are incrementalists. They will take small bites for the the larger corpse, right? That's what they want at the end. We are going to witness them rail against the anthem, whether or not the anthem should be played, whether or not the flag should be displayed, because we don't want to offend minorities mm-hmm. in our diverse country. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's diversity over sovereignty. It's multiculturalism over patriotism. And that's what the progressive movement is about right now. This is no longer the party of Kennedy. The party has gone so far left, so far left, that they have believed that by grabbing the fringe, the very leftward fringe in this country, is going to solidify their fractured base. Who do you think is going to win this? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, they were all hysterical over Trump's reaction. And I think that the reaction they need to be most concerned about, the NFL at least, is that, you know, the the burning of the memorabilia. But the left, the overall left, I'm not sure they really care about whether or not this institution goes away. It's 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 a casualty on the road uh, to the bigger picture gain. And, you know, I'm not and the Republican Party never really does a good job in pushing back against this. No, because they don't identify cultural Marxism, and this is exactly what it is. Um, It was Andrew Breitbart that said politics was downstream from culture, and he's exactly right. Nancy Pelosi, all you need to do is listen to the words of Nancy Pelosi to understand what the end game is. Uh, She said yesterday something related to, you know, I always look at sports and arts as, you know, really what brings this country together. Well, then why are you tearing down the sport of football? Right. Why are you, why are you, because they don't want a United States of America. They want a divided States of America. Again, under their uh, uh, platform, we are not one nation. We are a divided nation. Mm-hmm. We are certainly not under God. Oh, hell no. We are not under God. We are under government. Well, they won't uh, replace, right. They want replacement of God with state. Correct. So they need to tear down fundamental institutions in this country and basically just ensure that everyone is equally and collectively as miserable as they are. Who else could take the entertainment out of football (laughs) but a Democrat? And take the entertainment out of the entertainment industry in Hollywood. I'm going to be talking about that a little bit later in the show. You know, um, you know, and what what these useful idiots that are a part of this, whether it's the Antifa crowd or the Antifa and spandex on the football field or, or, you know, the completely lacking in creative, you know, um, X-File rehags, rehashing the X-Files taken in last night, or Stevie Wonder hasn't put out an album uh, since the 70s, and his next album should be Songs in the Key of Stupid. What these people don't realize is there is no greater oppression and no greater misery than the equal distribution of misery under a Marxist system. And But by then, you know, it's going to be too late. I'm kind of loving, I don't know if you heard, speaking of Breitbart, they reported that um, back in June, actually, James Langford, who I love so much, um, from Oklahoma, and actually Cory Booker actually introduced a ban that would uh, a bill that would ban professional sports teams from getting uh, federal tax exempt funding to build stadiums. So suddenly that bill has gotten some new life. So you know here they are. You know, it's it's like Hollywood. You know, here it's so in line. They're taking a knee against the very people who were paying for them to be sitting in that stadium. Well, and, and that's the thing. If, if they want to protest, of course, as conservatives, we protect our Constitution. Uh, we abide and, and, and protect the First Amendment. Uh, the football field is not a place for a protest. The streets are a place for the protest. The ballot box is a place for a protest. Uh, perhaps have a news conference on a Monday uh, and talk about the injustices that you feel that are oppressing you or suppressing you. Um, I, I'm waiting for the NFL to take a knee for uh, the high rate of murders in all of the inner cities run by Democrats. 
Mm -hmm. uh, whether that's Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, St. Louis, or in Maxine's own backyard in Watts and Compton. I'm waiting for the NFL players to take a knee for the uh, millions of of black babies that are murdered in the the, uh, offices of Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm waiting for the NFL to take a knee for all the single mothers uh, who have been abandoned by the fathers, either through... uh, uh, crimes and being sent to prison. Thank you, Bill Clinton, who actually jailed more black, young black males than any other president in history. Uh, where are they going to take a knee for all the single children and single mothers uh, or the children that are born out of wedlock in the inner city? Uh, 70% of black women are single mothers. Yeah. Uh, this is the plight of, of the black man, of the black family. The police are not uh, the, the uh, biggest threat to uh, black men and women, Democrat politicians, right. based on their decades of managing decline in the inner cities, is the greatest threat. Speaking of black-on-black crime, there was nothing more disturbing than the image of Ray Lewis taking a knee against supposed black, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter when Ray Lewis was um, uh, involved in a little matter involving black lives. Or how about, who was that punk who beat his wife unconscious and, and had dragged her out of the elevator? You know, mm-hmm. a, a black woman beaten unconscious and they tried to hide that. It's just absolutely despicable. Somebody posted on Facebook yesterday, hat tip, I think it was Dan Perry who posted the arrest record. And the arrest record of the, of the NFL was actually posted here in the San Diego Union Tribune and it was astounding to read it. Um, so they, they themselves uh, are the biggest hypocrites because they themselves are the ones perpetrating crime, mm-hmm. either black on black or black on white. And, and in addition to their, their arrest record, I would really like to see their volunteer record. I want to see why, why aren't they down there helping, helping their own citizens in Texas or citizens in Florida or even down in Puerto Rico? where those people are suffering. We have a humanitarian crisis. I got to take a quick break. And when I come back, I want to shift gears, though, because I got to pick your brain while I have you. I want to get into this very strange election going down in Alabama. Speaking of speaking of strange, uh, strange versus more. And then the Graham Cassidy bill. So stay with me, everybody. More with Megan Barth on the other side of the break. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We are rolling along. So glad to have my buddy Megan Barth here with me, ReaganBabe.com. Before the break, we were talking about, we were wrapping up this NFL story. We got it all figured out, Megan and I do. And um, <laughs> what, what I'm trying to figure out now is what the, what the stink is going on with the, what's your perspective or your perception of what's happening down at Alabama? Because we got... President Trump supporting Strange. Then we got all of his surrogates from Steve Bannon, Sarah Palin, Sebastian Gorka, and more down there stumping for more. And I've read articles on both. And and you know, I you know, to me, I kind of feel like let me tee it up and to give you my thoughts, and then I'm going to open it up to you. I kind of feel like Trump did the right thing in terms of backing Strange, regardless of what Strange is about, because the, that put him in a win-win situation. He knows that he faces two opposition parties, one of which he has to work with in order to get anything done, and that's the GOP. So he backs the GOP establishment candidate, really thinking dude ain't got a chance to win. Meanwhile, the other guy who represents Trump's agenda is likely to win, and when he does, Trump's a winner either way. If the establishment guy wins, it was his backed candidate, and he can claim victory. If the other guy wins, he still gets to claim victory because it was it's that guy more represents his agenda. Either way, it's a win-win. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. And I do Alabama radio every week, uh, two or three times a week. And so I get a understanding of what the sentiment is of the Alabama, uh, Alabama voters. And um, the voters are going to decide. And what we've witnessed in the last campaign for the presidential election was that voters want an outsider in order to fix what's wrong with Washington. Uh, Voters are not going to necessarily follow the GOP money, and we know that $30 million has poured into Alabama from D.C., from Mitch McConnell, to back Strange. I think this is going to turn voters off. Uh, We don't want the establishment candidates or the endorsed uh, candidates by the establishment because the establishment is the one that screwed the voters. Uh, the establishment are the same people that told us for seven years that they were going to repeal Obamacare, and there's repeal of Obamacare. Uh, that was never the intent. Uh, it was all just a bunch of words, actually. When the GOP could defund Obamacare under John Boehner, they decided to fund it. And once that funding mechanism was activated, there's nothing closer to eternal life than a government bureaucracy. And that's exactly what uh, the GOP gave us, was uh, basically uh, Obamacare from here on out. Um, so when you look at Alabama, from my perspective and from those people that I've talked to that live in Alabama, they are going for the outsider. Uh, and so we will see Trump wins either way. He is going to campaign for more should strange lose, uh, at the end of the day today. So like you said, it's a win-win, uh, but we need to ensure that we aren't following the GOP money to influence our vote. Uh, we need, we need more outsiders to pick off the moderate Republicans who have destroyed the brand of Reagan and the party of Reagan. Yeah. Um, it's really kind of, 
You know, I'm looking at the fact that we're eight years and eight months in, um, eight years of the GOP making a lot of, of promises. And now we're eight months in to a lot of people who put hope in President Trump. And it, it's disappointing to be sitting here scri- trying to trying to decipher and read the tea leaves over what's happening in Alabama and to see, you know, um, the GOP establishment basically taking a knee against Reagan, against conservatism, against America, against everything that we're supposed to be, you know, the Republican Party is supposed to be about. And, you know, uh, Bannon was asked last night, you know, um, if if he thinks that the Trump presidency is dead and and Bannon seems to think it kind of already is that the establishment has kind of won, but that he's still out there with Gorka and others fighting. Um, you know, I look at this Obamacare thing and the, the Graham Cassidy bill, and, you know, I, I hold my nose and put a thumb up for it um, on Newsmax on Friday because at least it does a little tiny bit of reversing the train from going to D.C. and completely turning us over into single payer. Um, I think it, and but then here comes Susan Collins and John McCain stopping it because you know what? There are way more in the Republican Party who are who um, agree with the Marxist centralized planning idea. They just want to be the guys planning for it. What do you think about the state of the Trump presidency and where we go from here? Uh, I, th- I think it's a little bit too early. However, what we have been witness to over the last eight months is the resistance. And the resistance is not necessarily coming directly from the left, although it is. But the resistance, and I think the best threat to the Trump presidency is, is the establishment Republicans, the moderate Republicans, who didn't want him as their candidate. Uh, remember, the GOP didn't want Donald Trump. Uh, so now they have him, and it seems to be as though they're undermining him every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, we have big government moderates. What truly is the difference between a big government liberal and a big government moderate? What Obamacare gave us, was nothing more than expansion of Medicaid. It, it grew Medicaid to a point where in, by 2027, the Medicaid budget will surpass that of the budget of defense of this country. So what you have here now is generational poverty that was expanded. In Nevada, for example, and I don't know California numbers, but I know that one in five people live in poverty in California, according to the latest census. In Nevada, we have, uh, we're sixth in the nation for Medicaid births. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that tell you? That means that more and more babies are being born into poverty because Medicaid was never supposed to be health care for all. Medicaid was only supposed to go for, to the very few and the very indigent. But in order to basically overthrow the free market system related to health care, they usher in Obamacare as a cloward pivot model in order to get more people into poverty, mm-hmm. i.e. Medicaid, right. than out of poverty. So the, the, the Republicans have to remember that it is our role as conservatives to expand prosperity, not expand poverty. Right. And Medicaid should not be used as a tool for health care for all. And that's what you have Dean Heller in Nevada, who's now going to be primaried. He is a rhino Republican, of course, has the support of Marco Rubio. Right. He's being primaried pretty hard by Danny Tarkanian. And I think we're just going to start seeing state elections like Alabama and in Nevada uh, become uh, referendums on the uh, moderate wing of the GOP. And we'll start plucking them off state by state. 
Well, I'm hoping so, because, you know, I actually interviewed Paul Nealon again uh, recently, who is going to challenge Paul Ryan again. Um, there's, But I, here's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about, you look at this this Obamacare repeal, and uh, it's, it's so complicated. I think you explained the expansion of the welfare state perfectly with Medicaid. It actually, you know, uh, the, with the it's kind of complicated in, in terms of, it, trying to explain um, the Repu- I have been saying for years, let me say it this way. It's it, a free market economic message makes people's eyes glaze over. But the Republicans needed to be doing that. They needed to be, be explaining what the free market, what it is. How does it work? Do some economics 101 with the people. Because uh, I got a great email from uh, Keith Smith. He's been um, f- from Oklahoma and he's got all these private you know, market solutions he's offering Oklahoma. You've heard him on Hannity a million times. He very succinctly, kind of, well, he kind of, it's lengthy, but he, he explains the free market delivery and why that's been official you got to get the middleman out of it and the republican party has failed for eight they had eight years to explain to the american people why government being involved and meddling is the problem it's never going to be the solution whether they slow medicaid or not that's just one piece of the overall puzzle and you know i don't know that we're ever going to really um, solve. I, I don't. I, at this point, I don't think it's about legislation. I think what we need to do is, I think people need to just not buy insurance at all and start uh, letting the free market take over, like what's happening in Oklahoma, where there are employers that are quote self funding, and they're just instead of buying you know group policies, they're just paying for for their employees to have services, and then they're going right to the to whoever the service provider is, the hospital surgeon, et cetera, and negotiating, or they're you know. Um, uh, you know, uh, different um, medical facilities are setting up co-ops. I think the I think that we need the Republican Party to actually be out there and these challengers to be out there out there explaining some of this better, right? Yeah, GOP has always had a problem with messaging. Uh, I, I always said they're definitely not salesmen; they couldn't sell ice to an Eskimo. Right. Um, they, they, the free market, once people get the taste of the free market, and this doesn't have to be rocket science, what the GOP could have done, instead of go for a huge bill to repeal and replace, they could simply attack Obamacare with the free market by introducing a series of smaller bills mm-hmm. to unleash the free market, uh, competition across state lines. So now what you will see, you will introduce, instead of telling people what they're going to have, give people what they want or they don't know they want, give them choices. Allow them to look at insurance premiums if we would introduce competition across state lines and say, Mm -hmm. wow, I can get insurance, like the tailored kind of insurance I want. When I was in California, I had to pay for sex change operations in my insurance pool. And you do too, Andrea. (laughs) You have to pay for sex change operations and vitro fertilization, chiropractic, acupuncture, and a whole list of things that I will never use. I plan on remaining Megan. I'm boy, I was born a woman. I will die a woman. I don't need to pay insurance for a sex change operation so someone else can have that operation. That inflates costs because you are introducing all of these other procedures into the risk pool. So that right. increases the cost of the pool, of the insurance pool. So why couldn't the Republicans say, you know what, let's just do this small bill. Right. We'll do kind of like a trial. We're going to allow uh, the increase of competition open up the market with the insurance companies, and then people will actually be able to touch and see and read what type of insurance policies they could have for what price based on their want 
and their needs mm-hmm. for themselves and their family. And then watch the market explode. Right. And that would kill Obamacare by introducing competition to Obamacare would right. simply um, destroy Obamacare. Right. And I think that the, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that uh, these different challenge, candidates that are challenging need to be talking and, and doing a better job with messaging. Maybe they need to hire you. Speaking of bad messaging in the minute mm-hmm. or so we got left. Oh, Hillary. I, I actually am digging the Hillary gnawbone tour. It, the more she goes around gnawing on that bone of why she lost and the excuses, <laughs> the more she is just the perfect face for the decrepit old Democrat Party and why they have been losing. Uh, but the latest has yeah. been the attacks on women that last week it was, well, you know, we just let our husbands, you know, drag us by the hair into the voting booth and vote the way they wanted us to. And then now it's somehow that um, those of us that aren't 65 just hasn't, I guess, haven't worked long enough in the workplace to experience uh, the injustice against women. What the what? Well, I remember when the first excuse was that women that voted for Trump were struggling with their own internal misogyny. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I never knew there was such a thing called internal misogyny, especially in me. Uh, But but here's here's the problem she has. She's trying to say that we're not smart enough. Uh, We need to be led around the nose by a man for our voting choices. Yet when you look at the demographics of the results of her election, college-educated women didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. So, you know, working women did not vote for Hillary Clinton. Uh, She didn't really win in any demographic. Uh, And so she's not looking at the numbers. She, again, is relying on the politics of personal destruction. This is what the Democrats do. They constantly divide. Oh, you're a woman, but you're a pro-life woman? No, you can't be a Democrat because you're pro-life. Oh, oh, you're a woman and you believe in the free market? No, you're definitely not a Democrat because we believe in socialism. Oh, you're a gay woman? You've got this set of grievances. Oh, you're, you're a conservative? Sorry, you don't have any grievances at all. And so they, they, what they keep doing is splitting the pie. There are so many grievance industries based on sex and gender, color, and and. Uh, demographics, location, etc., that they're splintering the country, but also splintering their base. Well, that's why they got to come up with all these more genders, because, you know, they got to, in order to keep the identity politics game rolling, they got to come up with more identities, right? Right. Yeah, science be damned when it comes to gender and conception, but we're going to wrap our our arms around climate science, which we already know (laughs) has been manipulated. All right, Megan, how can people see more of you and hear more of you? Uh, ReaganBate.com is my website for my writing, and I've got some great writers over there, specifically Katie Grimes out of California. Uh, Reagan Babe on Facebook and Reagan Babe on Twitter. All right, well, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. You have a great day. Anytime, Andrea. You All too. Right. All right, now, don't go anywhere because coming back, we got a story, a kind of a national story coming out of San Diego that involves President Trump. We got that, and we got also, uh, speaking of climate change, what, what's the latest out of Hollywood on that? Speaking of gnaw boning, don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming right back up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a 
home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's avariasco.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all with me. Got to give a shout out to everybody watching on Facebook Live. Oh, shoot. Looks like Doc Porbin uh, just joined in. Wish he had been listening uh, during the Obamacare repeal and replacement discussion with Megan Barth. But he says, what else can I make working women do? Hmm. That's a loaded question there, Doc. I don't know. What do you want to make working women do? That's my question for you. Uh, Sandra says, I love internal misogyny. Hillary has it down to a T because it's her. It's not the rest of us. Uh, Hey, Carla. Hey, Bill Cowan. Glad to have you all there with me. Um, uh, You know, I'm hoping we do have, um, to to piggyback on what Megan said, we do have an amazing batch of of challengers uh, coming up for 2018, but I don't really know what the turnout's going to be. The GOP is is supposedly going to uh, reveal their tax reform, which, you know, remember Trump's agenda? That was the people agenda. What was it? It was build the wall protect our borders. That's building the wall. That's our virtual borders in terms of the refugee program and the immigration crisis that we've got in terms of importing terror. And it involved our cyber terrors and protecting us because all this talk about Russia. Well, what? remember when China uh, broke in and absconded with like 40,000 identities of government workers, including members of my family? Part of his, his agenda was repeal Obamacare. And the other one was tax reform. We here's a little bit of good news. Uh, we know that Obamacare so far has been a fail, um, but I agree with Megan that uh, some of the um, the free market principles are going to take off. Um, but if we don't get some of the other bigger picture things done, if the GOP Congress doesn't, I'm concerned that we might have some great challengers going into 2018, but the turnout's not going to be there. So we we could end up with great. Uh, make America great again, put America first candidates or, or freshman Congress people, but you know, that ready to go in and help, but we might end up losing our majority if the GOP voters stay home because they're disgusted. This is the last chance for the GOP to get any more support from the majority of Republican voters. Why would they after eight years, you know, one of the, I think it was Kurt, my friend Kurt Schlichter who tweeted out the other day, he said one of the best things about a, a Trump win, in addition to seeing the liberals just, you know, gnashing their teeth in misery, is that it's revealed who really the Marxists are, the big government central planning people in the GOP from Susan Collins, John McCain, 
Lindsey Graham and others. But getting back to the wall, a big piece of legislation, news in San Diego. I don't know, know if anybody's picking it up in national media. Um, but today, actually, um, they are starting to build the wall prototypes. I don't know if you guys remember that a while back. Uh, there were they had put it out to bid for contractors to come in and give uh, you know prototypes and and give their plans and bid basically on the structure and as a result the state of California decided to declare that the state would do not do any business with any contractor that was involved in any way with building the wall well the, proving once and for all that liberals uh, you know aren't about anything involving liberty. Okay, they certainly don't want a free market. They're about controlling absolutely everything. But God bless the contractors that went forward. So there's going to be some big, um, they're planning for protesters today to turn out to show their opposition to the wall. And of course, I don't know if you know this guy, Morones. Uh, from Border Angels, Enrique Morones with the Border Angels. He's all over, you know, local news. He says the First Amendment is one thing, but we don't want any violence, he said, because, of course, uh, he's talking about the, quote, white supremacist who might come to the free speech zone and that things could get dangerous. I'm going to say it again. You know, I've said it before. You know, I, I have yet to see... Um, you know, in, in San Diego, at least, and with the violence that I've seen, or with any new white supremacists, I haven't seen any white supremacists here. What is he talking about? The violence that we've seen here in San Diego and in this now sanctuary state comes from illegals coming here. And, you know, like the guy locally here, 15 times he was deported. And then most recently hit a family head on. And I think the child is still in, in the hospital with brain injury. That's, that's violence. Okay. And that's not coming from white supremacists. And then we all know about Kate Steinle and others. So the cost of the wall is estimated to be between 15 and 60 billion. So at least there is a start here in San Diego on the big, beautiful wall from President Trump. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, Megan was talking about, I got to get into a little bit of entertainment news here because I got to chuckle over some stories. You know, Megan was talking about climate science. Okay, well, first of all, we got to talk about some bombs coming out of Hollywood. Um, I, I put it out on Facebook yesterday. I had completely forgotten that Miss Megan, who was once an icon, a hero to conservatives, because she used to hold, you know, at least both sides accountable, um, end up, you know, leaning in and, and exposing the truth of who she is. Um, maybe because of her own, quote, internal misogyny. I don't know what it was about. But anyway, uh, she left Fox News. Well, her new show on NBC aired yesterday. And I guess um, she tried to reboot herself. She tried to reinvent herself and evidently didn't go well. And, you know, um, you know, I don't know. I guess she's trying to make herself into the new Oprah. You know, she's trying to soften things up. And she started out by saying she's not going to, she's over politics. And then she goes on, of course, and has, you know, Will and Grace on to, you know, bash, you know, conservatives. So, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of enjoying the fact that she tried to rise off the backs of um, trying to affect an election and trying to um, basically assert that, like Hillary Clinton, that we, that we Trump supporters were all a bunch of basket of deplorables. Well, you know what? You know, I, I'm kind of enjoying the fact that she went down in flames yesterday. Um, speaking 
of bombs, the mother of all bombs. This is so fun to me. Remember Jennifer Lawrence? She came out and said she didn't need any Trump supporters. You know, she basically blamed the victims, uh, saying that Mother Nature was retaliating against Trump with uh, Hurricane Irma. And she said she just didn't need any Trump supporters to come to her movie. Well, you know what? Ask and you shall receive, Jennifer Lawrence, because her movie is the second biggest box office bomb of 2017. And you know what? We're about coming up towards the end of the movie, end of the year. Uh, Her movie, Mother, I guess, um, was one of the... um, uh, one of the few movies in history to receive something that's called a, the F grade uh, from Cinema Score, which is really bad. On top of the fact that it had a thirty million dollar budget and so far has only made like eight million dollars. Um, so the director comes out. This is what has to do with Megan Barth talking about climate change. And the director comes out and says, you know, that basically it's just because, like Hillary, he he decided to Hillary uh, the situation and say that it's because we just were too stupid to understand climate change. No, maybe it's because people don't really want to go see a movie that involves a mob um, eating a baby. Okay. Maybe that's what it's about. Maybe it's not even just that people find Jennifer Lawrence repulsive and she didn't want Trump supporters to go, um, but it could also be about a mob eating a baby. I don't know. Um, And then also, Madge, the mother of Malawi adoptions everywhere. Did you hear this, DJ Carrot Sticks? Her record, she's got a new record out. It's like Madonna, okay? You're like, you're 70 years old, okay? Cher couldn't even make it work, you know, after a certain age, okay? Come on now. Uh, you know, go start singing, you know, um, covers from, you know, Fiddler on the Roof or something. Okay, stop coming out with pop music, okay, when you're 90. So she comes out with a new album, like 3,000 people <laughs> bought it. That's not even, the, that's not even scratching a tenth of how many people came to that woman's rally at the inauguration. She didn't even get that audience. The women wearing the hats. I am just enjoying that today so much. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. I got my hero of the week and the stink of the week. So more Andrea K show coming right back up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. 
problem. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We are rolling into our final segment. Got to thank everybody who's watching on Facebook Live out there. Um, Doc Portman said, I posed a question before the break, you know, what do you want to make working women do? He said, I made, wor- I made working women not go see mother at the box office. Pretty funny. Um, I wanted to kind of get into the travel ban, but I got to be honest, before the show, there's so many stories and so much stuff happening um, that, you know, I didn't really have a chance to research it. But I guess, um, you know, in, 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 um, as we go into the fall case hearings with SCOTUS in the Supreme Court, you know, they originally had said that they were going to hear uh, the Trump travel ban um, because we, you know, we had these dictators in robes, which is another reason why we conservatives, if, if anybody was going to stand right now or take a knee out of frustration over what's going on and injustice in our country, you know what, I, I, I could take a, I could take a knee over the fact that we got these dictators in robes trying to, trying to, uh, take over this country through, through the bench which they are not, don't have the power or the right to do. But I guess SCOTUS had agreed back in, back in the summer that they were going to hear the travel ban case. And Trump has made some changes into the number of countries. And I really want to get inside of this and try to figure out why, because I'm really kind of confused why he would add Chad, but take Sudan off of it. Because, I mean, you know, what? why would we be bringing anybody here from the Sudan with what's going on there? I am not convinced that there's any extreme vetting we can do with anybody coming out of the Sudan that's going to protect the United States of America. You know, it's really unfortunate that that 16 years after 9-11 that we are in a place, I've talked about this many times, um, but I think it bears repeating. We say hashtag never forget when we've got a president who's doing trying trying to use some common sense immigration control to keep us safe. And, you know, we've got, you know, um, and, and he can't because there's too many that are refusing to accept the truth. And, you know, it kind of ties into that NFL thing. One of the things I, I, I didn't talk about earlier, it, this is a bigger picture play about Marxism. And I kind of got in a little bit of debate on Facebook uh, with a dear friend of mine about this. You know, I see, and I've said this before, and I see it here with this NFL play, Colin Kaepernick supposedly converted to Islam. There's pictures of him going around with Linda Sarsour. Well, he can't be too concerned about oppression or freedom when he's cozying up with a woman who supports Sharia and female genital mutilation and the suppression of women and gay people um, but the left it's a natural partnership between the left and and the islamist and some people might say and my friend said on facebook well but islam is a religion and you know um religion isn't compatible with marxism well first of all one thing that i've said we need to stop referring to islam as a religion as a political ideology with a religious component and that political ideology is a brutal totalitarian system of complete control and the marxists on the left don't care whether or not their end game looks exactly like karl marx talked about on page 94 in the communist manifesto as long as they get a centralized system of power then they can work out the details later and that's really what this ultimate thing is about. Um, so I'm not really sure 
um, you know, DJ Carrot Sticks had said that he had kind of heard some whispers that maybe SCOTUS isn't going to hear it or maybe there's going to be some changes to that. So I'm going to keep watch on Facebook because I, I maybe where I have to take that conversation. Um, uh, oh, I'm on Judge and um, and seeing that some NBA coach says white people need to be made uncomfortable. Can you imagine a white person saying that? That black people or Muslims need to be made uncomfortable? Somebody texted me on the way here and said, is equality really what the Black Lives Matter movement or blacks are looking for right now? Or is it supremacy? I don't know. Um, I want to get into my hero of the week and stink of the week. I mean, I think when it comes to stink of the week, I think it's a collective stench coming out of every NBA, you know, football stadium around. And that stench is spreading because now we hear that Canada is the Canadian players are refusing to stand for their anthem. If this is supposed to be about hands up, don't shoot, is that happening in Canada? I mean, we know that that's that's a lie. It's not happening here in the States. I didn't know. Is that happening in Canada? Or is it really about slavery here? Because I I wasn't aware the Canadians were involved in slavery. Maybe they were enslaving um, Italian people like we did here that nobody ever talks about. I don't know. Again, it comes back to what, what are the stink of these protests? And we had, the, we had some of the same NFL players that were taking a knee here that stood for the, uh, I guess, God save the queen over in Britain. And, you know, we all know the history of Britain isn't necessarily good. That's why the United States of America exists. Because they wanted to control everybody's lives and tell them what they could do and what they couldn't do. I mean, it's, none of this makes any, st- any sense. It stinks. It stinks to high heaven. In terms of heroes, I always put it out to you guys. Uh, one, of, one of you guys said, you know what, we need to pay, we need to, you know, let everybody know and pay homage to the heroes that went down to Florida and helped restore the power there. There were hundreds of volunteers that went, hundreds actually from XL Energy out of Wisconsin alone, as well as other Americans that went to Florida to help restore power, as well as hundreds of Americans that went and helped out in Texas. We have a humanitarian crisis in Puerto Rico. It's not as easy. I'm seeing people on Facebook saying that Trump isn't doing more to help Puerto Ricans because they're not white. Well, you know, it's they are they are um, going to get help from the from the government, but they're offshore. It, it, it's a little bit harder to help them. And oh, by the way, don't make this racist because then I might have to point out how Obama, you know, went golfing or did whatever he always does. He went golfing after an American had was decapitated, and he did not show up in Baton Rouge in 2016 when my fellow Americans' friends and families down there suffered greatly. And you know, and if it's all about color, then I would have to say that that meant that he hated white people. Um, in terms of my heroes, though. Getting back to that, I found the sweetest story. Y'all know how, what a heart I have for animals and for my fur babies. I got my baby Bo at home, and many of you long-time listeners know about my baby Pickles, who's not with me anymore. Well, there's a, a, a soldier in Thailand. His name is Wirafon Sukudam. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. And there were some, there was a, a, a garage that was flooded on a Thai army base, and there was a puppy missing. He's 25 years old. He searched and searched and searched, until he until he found this puppy who was already blue face down in water and he spent at least three minutes the baby was already dead he didn't know if he could do anything to save him he's never performed cpr before in his life and god bless him he actually you can watch the video it's online he actually performed cpr on this puppy and revived him and then he adopted him and called him champion 
just what a sweetheart, you know, how, how um, a man treats children and, and puppies says it all. And that story just really warmed my heart. And I wanted to end on a positive note. I also got to end on a positive note by saying thank you to my buddy, Jonathan Patrick, who sent me, he is a retired military and turned book author. And he wrote an amazing book that I couldn't put down called Checkmate that actually is eerily similar to some stuff going on with that crazy man in North Korea. I don't want to tell you any more than that because it might reveal um, some of the plot. And I hate when people do spoiler. So get Checkmate. And now I'm about to start book two. The only only critique I had for Jonathan's book one was that I had to wait until I got book two to find out the next phase of the story. But really, you will be on the edge of your seat. I love a military thriller. I love anything involving the military. It's an absolutely great read. So get Checkmate. And Jonathan, thank you so much for sending me Archer's Paradox. I can't wait to start reading it. Hey, thanks for joining me. Thanks to uh, DJ Carrotsticks for keeping it rolling. Thanks to Megan Barth for being with me. And thanks to all of you out there. Have a great day, everybody. Love you all. This is the Andrea K. Show right back here next Tuesday. Same time, same place. Have a great night, everybody.